0: Three man booth, that's good. Uh, last week we had a uh, we had two men, two men uh, reviewing the Iron Claw, but this week we're uh, we're all here yeah, doing our thing. We've decided to do a top ten matches of Adam's favorite wrestler. I think we all know who decided this one, but um, yeah, so we're gonna do the top ten matches of Eddie Guerrero. Uh, as always. When doing these things, we compile our own list, and then my beautiful wife compiles them as an ultimate list, um which has being a little bit dicey, so we we'll hope this works out because yeah he's had more name than one, so Rachel was a bit like,
1: "Who is this <laughs> <laughs> isn't even in this match uh, so we'll see,
0: but hopefully it all works out. I'm gonna throw it around the table as always, and we will get into this.
2: Alan, are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing good. I mean, this is very much Adam's Adam's baby. This is Adam's project. Uh, I look forward to a few months' time of trying to put both of you through a top 10 of Seth Rollins um, and then a top 10 of CM Punk. Nice. That'll, be, that'll be my my area. But what I would say, is I've, I've enjoyed re-watching or just watching for the first time some of these Eddie matches. And I think the important thing to, to put over is the star that Eddie wrestled throughout his career is is something that could have been, yeah, you know, right here, right now. Yeah, you, know, you, you could have him in a match against Seth Rollins and he certainly wouldn't feel out of place. So yeah, but he's very much an innovator for what we see right now in the world of wrestling. Definitely. Uh, Adam, are you okay?
3: Yeah, very looking forward, very excited and looking forward to this one. Um, I've decked out my shelf. I was I gonna say
0: even your name, you've even decked out your your t-shirts, here, haven't you? Your, your, I do together. indeed.
3: I'm um, your puppy.
0: Yeah.
3: Now so I've got I've got two copies of the first DVD that was released. Right. Yeah. Because my mum decided. Well, I I got it Christmas. Right. My mum thought I know I'm going to order it from America. Didn't work, did it? So I ordered. Yeah. Uh, I got a, a British version as well. But I thought I'm going to keep them both. Um, the three disc set people. We don't get a three disc set anymore. All right, that's also got a bonus disc with the tribute video uh, the tribute shows on. Wow Eddie's book signed by Vicky and Chavo Guerrero. Holy moly. And then me pop and me pops. Love
0: it. My is the really um, signature belt. Yes. Is he? Everyone gets a signature belt now, but I, I don't I couldn't tell you if there was an
3: Eddie one. It's the me. it's the the design I love. It's the undisputed title design, obviously. Then with a strap that looks like Eddie's tights, essentially. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't. It's the, it's the combination of not really having enough money to buy it, but then also if it did
0: show up at the house, what Amy would do. Um, so not so much. I don't think it's having the money. It's having the. It's having that money and thinking that's what I want to spend that on.
2: Yeah, that much. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like we're
2: not on holiday this year because I bought a belt.
0: Like, it's not quid on a belt. That's what I mean. Like three hundred quid on a belt, a lot. But yeah. three hundred quid on a, a new washing machine sounds. No, I mean <laughs> drop simple. it, drop it like a hat.
3: You know, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's you it. might win on an ITV quiz show, though, and then you would be able to spend that money on things like an Eddie Guerrero belt, yeah,
3: which is... may or may not be airing in July. Oh,
0: what? Oh, interesting.
3: Um, um, I will say this though: the reason why we are doing this, not just because Eddie's my favorite wrestler, that this week, as we record this, coming up to the fifteenth of February, marks twenty years since Eddie Guerrero won the WWE Championship at Norway Out two thousand and four. Look at that. Absolute madness, that twenty years.
0: That's know, yeah. Um I will agree with Carol. No, it was good to go back and watch the matches. Um I I watched the best of um Eddie Guerrero on the network, <clears throat> which had a weird collection of best ofs, I'll be honest with you. Like yeah. all the matches you would assume weren't actually on there, which was weird.
3: Is, um, is that the one that starts with the Demon Linko match in ECW and then the sixth yes, match? The
0: the yeah, season, to be fair. Yeah. Um, that did actually
3: make my list, spoiler alert. Oh, right, okay. Because um, I I did the thing of trying to go back and watch ones that I'd not seen either before or not for a while. Yeah. So I looked at the match listings of the DVDs and I ended up watching um, Eddie versus Ultimo Dragon from Slamboree and thinking, oh, this is going to be ace. And it was very middling. Yeah, is that from 95? I think it was the one where if Ultima Dragon won, Chavo Guerrero would be freed.
0: No, that's not 95. There's one in 95 that I was like... I don't know if it was it like... I don't know what it was. Maybe it was like the New Japan versus WCW situation. I can't remember what it was, but there was something that in 95 and they fought each other and I was like this is going to be a banger. And it just wasn't. It just, I don't know what happened, but it was just a bit middle of the road. And you know, when you're watching something and you're just like, I'm waiting for this to get into something. And yeah. Get into something. Um. It was a good match. It just wasn't either of their best matches. Mm. Like, it was one of them. Mm. Um. But yeah, I added a few that I probably wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have watched them on the best of. So that's good. Like I was, I kind of made a list of obvious ones. mm I was like, okay, well, I need to watch this. I need to watch this. I need to watch this. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then there was a few more that I was like, well, I'll do a little bit of research on. Um, but yeah, the best of was it was good. It was just it was just three and a half hours of Eddie matches. Like I'm not I'm not yeah.
1: playing.
0: But like I'll tell you now that the, the it had WCW and ECW matches on it, but it didn't have the uh, mask versus title match on it. Which is weird.
1: Because
0: <laughs> that's the match everyone talks about, which is yeah. so scary. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's all good. Right. Um, so these ones that didn't get into the top ten that were on our list, Um so my number ten um was the ladder match that you mentioned, um against six on WCW NWO sold out. Do you know what, right? This is a weird one because I would never have put this match in it.
3: Mm. But
0: I think i put it in it because Six, who is obviously x back. proper impressed me. Okay. Like more so than Eddie. I think I was like, I was such, like, I'd never seen that match before because mm. I'm like 97. I've watched The but not a lot of it. Like, well, I've watched nearly two years of it. 2005 and 2006. But yeah, I haven't watched 2007. So, I hadn't seen this match before, and I was like, six is so good, like so so good. Um, so that guy came at 14. Um, and then Callum's number 10 was also 14, CM Punk versus Rey Mysterio in IWA in 2002. You are banging out some mad ones here, you Callum.
2: I am. I mean, I watched I watched the um the punk documentary, the punk best in the world documentary and I mean I've watched it multiple occasions by now obviously um, and I remember him talking about thinking that he was a really good wrestler and then he got to wrestle Eddie yeah. and I was like thinking I've heard this story before but why on earth have I not watched this match and it's one of those sort of fantasy 2k matches that as a wrestling fan you could never believe happened yeah. and I, I often think like The fans in attendance of that match, what, 22 years ago, probably don't know how lucky they were to see that match because not only did they get to see Eddie and Ray be in the same ring again, but then they saw this young guy who, 20 years later, is one of the biggest stars in wrestling. And it it just seems a very strange match to happen on an an independent show. Yeah, because
0: that was when in 2002, he got let go, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and then he went and did his thing elsewhere. But then he came back fairly.
3: He came quickly. back very fairly quickly, and he returned to the Indies to finish one of his um, pre bookings as Intercontinental mm-hmm. Champion um, in a match with Punk in a one-on-one match with Punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, number thirteen is uh, Adam's number eight versus Eddie versus Team Angle with two well Eddie to Jerry versus Team Angle um from Judgment Day two thousand
3: three. Hmm. Right, I don't know what's happened though because I've got that as my number nine. Number
0: okay. <laughs> we fell down uh, maybe it's just an eight instead of it's fine. All good. but saying? yeah so that's
3: that's Judgment Day two thousand three where Chavo had got injured um in the feud against Team Angle. So it was a case of Eddie needing to find a replacement partner and he, he did, did so with Tajiri. Um and they had an absolute banger of a ladder match. That I wanted one. to get one of the team angle matches in there because I mean yeah. Team Angle world's greatest tag team on that term. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah. That ended too soon, I think. Yeah, yeah, Way too soon. Like it could have been could have gone on for so much longer. Um but yeah, way too soon. Um, and then we've got a joint number twelve, which is the uh columns number nine, which is Eddie. Is this Eddie?
2: I've got this down as Eddie and Chavo versus Angle and Angle, Angle and Benoit yeah, right, in I was uh... that then, because the way the way Richie wrote it is it, just
0: um Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit, and I was like. That's not a triple that match, but I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, so it was Los Guerreros.
2: Yeah, Los Guerreros.
0: Angle and Benoit.
3: The semis of the tag title tournament.
2: Semi of the tag title tournament. The third t- tournament. Um, I, I just think the intensity that everyone brings, um, that but so, sort of especially Angle and Benoit, to whenever they're in the ring with Eddie, it just clicked. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know you've got Ray there who's sort of in in the same sort of conversation, and will appear later on. But for me, Ray, Angle, and Benoit were sort of Eddie's three wrestling soulmates. Yeah. And so whenever they were in the ring together, they just created magic. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah.
0: That was the only tag match. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was that tag match and the triple threat tag match that I was thinking of putting in. With Edge and Ray. Yeah. Um, also, June twelfth is my number nine, um, which is Eddie vs Batista from No Mercy two thousand and five. Um, this was his last pay per view. He wouldn't. He yeah. I think this was a few weeks before he died. To be fair, I think mm-hmm. I just wanted. To be honest with you, yeah, I just wanted the Batista match in there. Really. But that was a whole thing about it because I just, like, I knew how tight they were and I knew how mm. close they were. I knew, like, uh, mm. like, just the way Batista is with them and all stuff like that. Like, I think I just wanted that in there. So, and then I watched it anyway and was like, that was way better than I remember. Like, you wouldn't have known that something was going to happen to him a few weeks later. Yeah. He's not, it's not an, Physically, that you'd be like, oh, he's missed a step, or he's, it was, yeah, just mad. Um, number, joint number 11, before we get into the top 10, um, is Callum's number eight, um, which is a tag team match from New Japan, the Tag League Finals from 1994. Um, I don't want to say who this is because I don't want to pronounce it wrong.
2: So you're going to pass over to me.
0: Yeah. So you you <laughs> brought this upon us. All right. That's all right.
2: So you confess
0: well. the wrath. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's all right. So this this is Ty said is the New Japan Super Great Junior Heavyweight Tag League final between uh, Black Tiger Two, also known as Eddie Guerrero. Uh, his his uh, tag team partner was Great Suzuki, and they took on. Shinjiro, Otani and well, Pegasus, who was Chris Benoit. Yeah. Uh, you I, I nailed Pegasus well, there. there, well done. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, I felt Pegasus wrong, yeah, I'm, I'm good with Pegasus, especially for the majority English films. I um, want to
0: say Shinjiro, is that how you pronounce it? Shinjiro?
2: That's how I pronounce it, okay. it must be right if I pronounce it like that. Yeah. Um, I remember reading, and this is going to shock every listener, I remember reading a book. Um, what? And and this was like the, the, the What culture Pro Wrestling book that they had out about six, seven years ago. And it was like the top 100 wrestlers ever. And obviously Eddie's name featured. And I just remember sort of flicking through the book from like match recommendations and seeing this match, like thinking probably very similar to Rachel's. like thinking, well, who, who's Black Tiger? You know, wh- where's Eddie in this match? <laughs> Eddie? Which, which one's Eddie? Um, And then when I knew that we were doing this podcast, I was like, I'm pretty sure there was a tag match where Eddie faced Benoit. So let's go out there and find it. And as I said at the start, the style that Eddie wrestled, you could just drop in in 2024. This match is almost 30 years old and it's an absolute barn burner. And that's not me like thinking of like a Jim Ross sort of phrase, but I didn't know what the result was. And I only really knew two of the competitors in there, but I was like, this is incredible, I, and, and I guess no one's talking about it for the obvious reason, yeah. but it's it's one of like, one of like the best first time matches I've watched. I
0: like it, yeah, I I, I I have
2: seen it way 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 back when, mm. and to be mm. honest with you, yeah, I w- was it on YouTube. Uh, it was on Daily Motion. Was it okay? <laughs> You're worried what I was going to say there. <laughs> the yeah. Pepsi of YouTube.
0: <laughs> yeah, like um, I'll have to watch it because I swear New Japan purposely because of thought they're never gonna get a look in. And you of I genuinely yeah, sure Calum's
3: done the deepest of dives.
0: Yeah, it was Calum who was like ends up in this weird daily motion hole. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing, but yeah, you've ended up there pulling off all these the foot there's on, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> twenty minutes in. But I've got a sore of back, so every time I yawn or sneeze or anything, it, it absolutely wrecks. Um, and then number eleven. Uh, let's graduate number eleven but the the last one is um Adams number seven. I hope um John Cena on SmackDown. My number is eight. Number eight.
3: Yeah. So the the team angle to Jerry ladder match was oh, number so bad, nine. Man. And the Cena parking lot brawl is number eight,
0: right? Okay, all right. Well, all right. Your numbers are backwards, but we've we've got there. It's all um, right. don't worry. Um, um but yeah, I mean, back I'm back surprised
3: away. this wasn't actually on anyone else's list. Um, good solid match for Eddie's U.S. title in two thousand three. Good showing for Cena as well. Different match. I remember watching it on SmackDown and thinking like, I'm I'm surprised that they've done this, and then it ended up in the game for like years on end. Just off the fact that they yeah. did it once? Yeah, yeah, did you? Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. This,
0: um, was Cena wearing... He wasn't wearing, like, shorts, was he? No,
3: Cena, these were, like, long jeans, yeah.
0: Cena wearing wet and wild, um, like, long, baggy jeans that yeah. had the roll-ups on them. Yeah. Wet and wild roll-ups, then. Mad. Madness. But, yeah, doing his thing. um. Okay, so I think the numbers might be a little bit like skewed a little bit here. We'll figure it. We're gonna we'll go with, it. we're gonna go with it. It's all good, right? So um, we're gonna let's see. So we're gonna roll into our top ten. Okay, so number ten. We've got a joint number ten, by the way. Um, which is going to be interesting because it's the same thing but on different years.
2: Oh no!
0: Yeah, right. So. Um, we've got object uh, number 10 is Adams number six and my number seven so we've got Ray Mysterio on Smackdown in 2004 and Ray Mysterio on Smackdown in 2005.
3: So, so my number seven
0: yeah
3: um so it's the March 18th 2004. Uh, Rey Mysterio match. Um, this was Eddie's first defense on TV after WrestleMania 20. Um, oh, yeah. And it, again, it was one of those things where I very, I very nearly at one point ended up with about four different Rey Mysterio matches on here. And I thought, well, that's just going to make for a naff list, isn't it? <laughs> um, and my decision was this or the WrestleMania 21 match,
0: right? Okay, so I well, went I him- went. I went with the... It was a SmackDown match in 2005 in a cage. Mm -hmm. I went with the cage match. Um, I just like the cage match. And I like the idea of what was interesting, which is like you don't really think about when you think of a cage match. But the fact that they were like in the ring and could do all the stuff, but they couldn't like... Like, obviously... Like Rey Mysterio does his thing where he's like bouncing up the ring, doing his thing, jumping about and all that. And Eddie was kind of the same at the time, jumping over here and doing this and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I just like the idea of them just being in, in the ring. You know what yeah. I mean? Right.
3: Yeah. Like, then in yours, you've got the face and heel dynamic, whereas mine is very much face and face. So it was it felt different. Yeah,
0: yeah. As I say these are these are like I'm I'm. 100% certain that this isn't the last time um, Rami Stadio is going to pop up on this list oh yeah
2: there's yeah.
0: absolutely no chance that that's happening let's be honest so um, we'll we'll get into this and see what's going on right we've got a joint a joint number nine um, I'm not even going to mention your numbers because
3: I was going to say is is it going to be that my number one ends up being my minus one so,
0: no, oh. Your numbers have just been written down wrong, I think. Oh, yeah, right. I think it's all been added up right, yeah, or I was hope anyway. Um, so number nine has got another joint, number nine. So we've got joint ones for this one and the next one, and then seven to one has all got a single match, right? right? Okay,
1: yeah,
0: okay. So number nine <clears throat> is um, right, who's Give me a second. Adam number something against JBL in 2004. Six. Six. And my number six versus was the the match against Dean Blanco and ECW.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so what JBL match is that?
3: It's the Steel Cage match from SmackDown.
0: <coughs> ah. Um, so yeah, so this is July 15th,
3: 2004. Um, yeah. So this falls after the Great American Bash, so it's after Eddie lost the title, yeah. um, and it was the one where Kurt Angle dressed as El Gran Luchador mm-hmm. and ran out and climbed the cage and stopped Eddie from winning uh, when Angle should have had a broken leg, you know the absolute. Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. that um,
0: yeah. now,
3: it also features Eddie doing a frog splash off the top of the <laughs> steel cage. Yeah. Um and it was my miles better than the Texas Bull Rope match that they had at uh, Great American Bash and I would say as well better than the Judgment Day match that they had because the Judgment Day match gets remembered for the blood, the absolute bloodbath mm-hmm. that it turned into, mainly because Eddie nicked an artery. You know, it wasn't supposed to happen, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. Um whereas this was a sort of it was a good blow off to the feud. Um, with the steel cage match, and it sort of it was the one where it was like, right, Eddie now needs to move on from the title and do something better, bigger, or sort of sub, you know, substantial. And that was him against Angle at SummerSlam, and then JBL went into a program with the Undertaker, um, where he was about to get chokeslammed through a very floppy limo roof.
1: Why a floppy
0: limo
3: roof? Because when he when he gets choked on through it, it sort of goes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mum watching it
1: going,
3: "That's not a real roof. <laughs> it. It's not gonna get choked. on well, real roof."
1: like what the
0: hell is he
2: that? What
1: are
0: these guys trying to pull? God's sakes! Um... <laughs> Come on, there you go. Um, I. Have you seen this match? This from ECW. Malenko
3: match, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Hostel City take down, where it ends in a, a draw. Yeah. Oh my god, that's such a good match. Like,
3: it's. I mean, Malenko is just like ice cold with everything, but yeah. then so smooth at the same time. Yeah. You know, like he's. Like,
0: <clears throat> it's it's one of them where, it's one of them matches where. At the time, ECW were doing the thing, and ECW was kind of getting known for obviously like being extreme and being this and doing what they wanted and all that craziness, um, which is all good. But then they also had, before they were all stolen, I should say, um, they also had like the cruiserweights, mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. obviously with Eddie and Ray and and, and Tim Malenko and people like that, um. Man, this is just, like, it's so good. Like, And the fact that it goes to a time of a draw as well. Like, they absolutely batter each other. Like, they're doing the thing. It's just it's just one of them matches that I watched and I was like, I need to watch more ECW. Like, I need to watch more of this stuff. Because they just kind of... I think it was one of them as well where they got away with so much. They watched it yeah. like a time thing there wasn't a you've got to with this you've got to do that I feel like do, it just like you go out and you do what you do like you do it as best as you can because this I don't think in 95 they weren't doing pay-per-views I think it was specials right so I think it was kind of like you could buy the DVD, but well, they're the
3: ones that they did on like
0: course circuit and stuff like Possibly, that. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I, I seem to remember being able to buy them on tape or DVD. Well, probably because no,
3: Well, DVD. Joey Styles always says that like the the ECW picked off because the of tape traders. I yeah, so you yeah. could buy it on tape,
0: but it wasn't like a. It wasn't like a pay per view where you bought it and then the the network or the whatever it is was like right. You've got three hours. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't like <laughs> them. It's like you go to a show the show starts at a time, the show ends when it ends, and there you go.
3: That's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then they had ECW Hardcore TV, Mm -hmm. like an hour-long show. I don't know what network it was on. They had an hour-long show which showed what has happened like at these special events. Mm. We'll see the main event from Hostile City take down.
1: Yeah.
0: Between these two and... Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm, or that's what I watched when I was like watching all of 2000, when I was watching all of 1995, that's what I watched the hardcore, um, ECW Hardcore TV, -hmm. uh, which was just like an hour long show of like everything that's happened in the week to like progress the stories and to basically Mm -hmm. get you to go to the show. Yeah. That's what it felt Mm -hmm. like. Like, we're going to be here on Saturday, so be there. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you're not there, then next week we will tell you what happens and tell you what you missed. Mm. Um and then they had like, they did have like a weekly show, but man, like ECW was just uh oh, it was just amazing. Like there's mm. just something about it that just will never ever be touched again. Like it's yeah. but anyway, um yeah, if you just haven't seen it, or if anyone hasn't seen it, I highly recommend you go back to watch this match. Like it's so good and it shows how like versatile Eddie is as well. Mm. There isn't that much flippy shit? You know what I mean? There'sn't that much jumping about and all that stuff. There you go. Um, right, our joint number eight, our final joint. Uh, we've got uh Callum's number five. Um I'm assuming this is Black Mask again.
2: No, no, it's still, it's Eddie Eddie Guerrero and Art Bar versus Octagon and El Hijo del Santos, star of the Nacho Libre film. Triple A, One Worlds Collide. Yeah. Um, This is another book sort of, this is another recommended match from the book. Um, I found it on YouTube only to realise like the WWE logo is in the bottom left corner, so I assume I probably could have found it on the network somehow. But... um, this is a a double hair versus double mask match, and I think it happens in Los Angeles. So this this is sort of the first time where guys like Eddie and, and Art Bar get that sort of exposure to an American to an American crowd, um, and obviously um, San Del Santo and Octagon are sort of heroes because of it being AAA, whilst um, a- a- Eddie and Art are the just the Uber heels. I think I think they're tagged him in as like the Americans, which obviously in Eddie's case isn't true. Um <laughs> and, and I think the, the scary thing to, to think about is that th- this match took place on the 6th of November 1994, and less than three weeks later, Art Barr passed away. Mm. So it's it's I think it may actually be his last like professional wrestling match or one of his last matches. And I picked this ahead of the, the match I mentioned previously from New Japan because I think it had more character work to it. So you had, you know, Ed- Eddie and Art being desperate that they lost and the fact that they had to cut their hair. Um, and it was a really odd stipulation of being two out of three falls as well. But you had to pin both members of the team to win a full. So it, it sort of just gave it a different a different edge to the New Japan match. Um that's very typical of that not it? Yeah, yes. It was. It was quite strange to sort of understand from first time viewing, um. But you watch it, and like, not only do you see how good Eddie is, you also saw how good Art Bar would have been if he'd, you know, carried on. And I think that's the the sad thing when you, when you look at both men's careers. You know, both of them ended tragically short, yeah. and Art Bar would have gone on to be a star. Eddie would have continued that legacy. If he'd if he'd you know survived and you you watch it with a real tinge of sadness because both of them would have carried on I assume as a tag team and you know both of them then would have gone to the individual greatness.
3: The um, I just checked on the DVD because I, I remember I watched this for the first time on the DVD so it was on Eddie's DVD. Um, Art is referred to as Love Machine love um, machine that point, yeah Um, and i thought i was going mad when you said that the the, the team name was something americans because i thought oh, i'm sure they were lost gringos locos apparently that means the crazy americans so yeah
0: there you go oh, that's, that's yeah go. that's it uh um <laughs> then our last uh joint number eight is my number five uh, which is versus Chris Benoit at Vengeance 2003. I had to put it I like a I note like super controversial and I know it's one of them situations where you're like mm,
3: mm,
1: Chris Benoit mm,
0: like that but even for the fact I was sitting there watching it I, I actually watched it on Thea's iPad because she was in school and Rachel was playing clan. so I was like I'm just going to sit here and watch it Um uh, and yeah. She, even when I was watching it, um, obviously there was a lot of, oh, because I doing this, Benoit's was doing that, blah, 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 all that stuff. And she was like, paused the game up to me and was like, Cersei, can you not help yourself? Like, <laughs> one time do one of these lists without him?" I was like, I can't, no. Like, it's, it's Eddie and Eddie and Benoit are just like, Eddie and Benoit, that's...
2: Yeah, yeah. You, you can't... can't... You Can't take Benoit out of Eddie's career, no. no.
0: Um, and yeah, I feel like because this was the finals of the US title, tournament. Final, yeah. Um, I feel like this is one of the best, I'll be honest. This, yeah, is they
3: great. I was between two matches for Benoit and neither Ooh. ended up making my list just because of where I put everything else. It was this one and it was the ECW one night stand.
0: Oh, uh, what about that? Yeah, I think... um, I mean, they're both great. Yeah, I don't know if... I think this one... Do you know what, right? Probably this one pips it because the whole tournament was so Mm. good. Yeah.
1: And I think this is like such a good ending to a tournament. Yeah.
0: That Actually, it would have been higher if there wasn't all kind of shenanigans going
3: on. I I thought you were going to say it would have been higher if it was Billy Gunn. You know, <laughs> Eddie beat him in the, in the round before, but you know, obviously,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be number one. Other one, but um, yeah, because of the whole uh, the belt thing, and then they kind of lost it a little bit with the belt because I think like they would trying to do something, and then the ref got took out, and then mm. Rhino came in, so I think that in itself was a bit like a bit messy, but as a match. Taking away the last two minutes of it, three minutes of it, it was so good. It was so so good. I think it's one of them again. Like I feel like I'm saying this a lot, but like Eddie had this thing where he was into the flippy shit and he could do all that stuff. But then he could also be on the mat, Mm
1: -hmm. which you
0: never ever get. Really, like that's probably why he's so good. Do you know what I mean? Why he's so so still. You can watch so many of his matches and be like, Wow, this still holds yeah. up,
1: this is still good.
0: Um, so number seven, um, is all on its own. Callum's number four, Adam's number 10, I hope. Uh, RVD versus, uh, versus Eddie for the IC title in a ladder match on Raw in 2002. Mm-hmm. This isn't on my list. This Sorry. is the
3: one that's more known for the guy running in and pushing Eddie off the ladder,
2: yeah,
3: and Eddie absolutely losing
2: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rightfully so. I mean, yeah, yeah. Is that um, is on? Is this on the network and that still is a thing in the the Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, still there. Yeah, I watched it just last night. Um, great match. Mm. Um, I mean, again, RVD ladder match. You can't really go wrong. And I actually found out about this match by watching um, a match that probably will appear later on, but I'll say it now: the the no DQ match against Edge, where it's kind of like gets mentioned in commentary of like, "Hey, Eddie had this ladder match against RVD a few weeks ago on Raw," and I was like, "How haven't I seen this one? Or why why isn't anyone else talking about it?" So I went back to see that one. I was like, "Well, that's obviously making the list." You've got Eddie doing the um, the, the sunset flip powerbomb off the ladder, which he does again against Edge later on. Um, but it's always a spot that was like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, really. Like they they try and do it now, and they sometimes get it wrong. But the, the way that Eddie just, it's just a very crisp wrestler. Like he doesn't make many, well, many or if, if any mistakes. So whenever he hits that sunset, that sunset flip powerbomb, you just like think that's just mad. Um, and also this match is happening in Edmonton, home of someone, um. And then you get the you get the angle after the match where that certain someone, Benoit, um attacks Austin. So you've sort of got the you've got Eddie seemingly feuding with two or three different people at the same time. Cause the week prior, Eddie attacked Austin with a beer bottle. Austin then comes out at the end of the LAD match after RVD has won, and then Benoit jumps the barricade and attacks Austin along with Eddie. So you've got so many different layers to Different stories, um, and that, that in a way the match gets forgotten about by the end of the show. But when you just watch the match by itself, you realise how good both men are, and just the, the the ladder match just adds even more to the to the you know the whole grandeur of the match.
3: It was very yeah. per, peculiar period of time because it was when Eddie had just come back from being mm. fired and all that kind thinking, of stuff. This? Is this yeah. one of
0: like? Is this his first
3: feud back? I think so, because they they did this yeah. thing where naturally, because Benoit had come back from injury as well around about that time, that mm. they purred them both together on Raw. But then somewhere along the line, they got shifted to SmackDown, um, mm. which is then what started the SmackDown 6. But there was this sort of like, almost a sort of akin to a two-man power trip going on with these two. Mm. Started yeah. running around and stuff and getting involved in different things and swapping the IC title a couple of times with RVD and yeah.
0: Yeah, man. yeah it's a good match. Well, I didn't watch it when I was like watching the matches but I do remember it being really good. Like I do remember yeah. it being um, hmm. so yeah. There you go. Right, number six which I am okay with but everybody else if, the, if this fell differently and I was about to say so, Adam's number one. <laughs> be well,
2: <laughs>
0: okay, I'm cool. I'm all good. This is my number one and isn't on either of your lists.
2: Oh, can
0: I even guess what it is? I was just about to say, would you like to guess what it is? I I
3: like a it'd y- be the Benoit match. What? I assumed it'd be the Benoit match when he said it
2: before. No. Is there a kid in the crowd of blonde hair? Hmm. Oh, so it's not—it's not the castillo Dominic match.
0: No. Okay. You want to take um... a? You want to hazard a new guess? Ask oh, them before we do this.
3: The only one that comes to mind, just purely because it was the one that I left in mind and my right. mentioned, was Eddie versus The Rock. No.
0: Okay. We, we have mentioned it. It is in two thousand four. It is at Judgment Day. Oh, is versus JBL? Really? I I love this match. Oh. I I Why are you sad? I about feel it? disappointed. I feel sad.
3: Why, why is In the pantheon of everything else and stuff that we're about to talk about, there are much better matches than that one.
0: I mean, you you like flippy shit. I like blood. All right.
3: All right. I wonder who's not going to go to jail then.
1: I
0: love that. I absolutely like the whole idea of JBL. Like the the way uh, Eddie was with like that that whole rivalry, the fact that you genuinely hated um, JBL. Mm -hmm. Like he he was at a house show and put his hands on his mum Like yeah, like she had an heart attack. All these things. Like the match was really, 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 really good before all the blood, like, and then all the blood happened, and it's like the fact that he still powered on, went through all that, and then because he wrestled for about ten minutes afterwards, yeah, he did It wasn't like like a, a two minute shot and it was done. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> I think the end. I think the match ended differently to the way it was meant to. Because it was like, all right, we we need to go home now. We need to we need to sort this out. We need out.
3: to go and fix Eddie. Yeah.
0: So they did that, and um, even when like right at the end, and he would like lost so much blood, and then he was still doing his shimmy, like still getting into it. The crowd were like amazing. Like it was, it's just such a good match. And then even to the point where JBL randomly gets cut open at the end, where I just think that was like a uh, a receipt. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Eddie did it to himself. Yeah. That, was a, <laughs> that was a little <laughs> mercy cut. Like, look, I'm going to all good. And then, like, it makes <laughs> me laugh that all the officials come down and get JBL out the ring because no one can get Eddie out the ring. Like, Eddie's just like, I'm, I'm fighting me, I'm going to go for gold. And then <laughs> he gets halfway down the ramp and he still runs at him and is, like, doing him in. And then you need Scott fifth Finley and Arn Anderson pulling him off. And you see Anderson being like, it's done. Like, it's done. Like, it's done. Just, it's done. (laughs) Like, it's sad. (laughs) Because you just can't get him to the back. Can't get that
3: temper gone, can he?
0: No, it's just like, like, everything about it. Like, I knew it would be up there. I knew it would be high on my list. And then, so the way I did my list was, basically, I listed, I did a 1 to 10. And then every match I watched. (laughs) So the first match I watched was number 10. Mm. And then... The next match, I watched, mm. I was like okay, is this better or worse? And that's how I did it. So, when I got to, I think that was like number three, possibly two or three. And then I was watching more matches and was just like, uh, I was on number three because that was the last one I watched. Yeah, then the next match to watch, I was like, that wasn't as good. And then the next one I watched, I was like, that wasn't as good. So, it just ended up at the top and like not on un- not beat it because I was just like, this is so good, like, but.
3: The thing with me, I think, it, it, I think I got a bad taste in my mouth on a post SmackDown angle. Were uh, it was an iron, which is that what you
0: could taste? Iron.
3: Just yeah. Just... yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they uh, they did the whole thing where um, uh, they had him. Obviously, they, they did that thing. didn't they were they like his head stitched, so he's got a big gauze pad on his head. But then it was like always feeling a bit queasy in this match, always fainted because of what happened on oh, Sunday and I think, I don't know, I think that might have att- detracted a little bit for me but, yeah, yeah, like, it is what yeah.
0: it is. A big sanitary towel on his head.
3: Yeah, like... they always overdid it, didn't they? Yeah, you know?
0: all the time. But, oh, it's one of them where it's like, you will never get away with anything even close to that now, even in AEW.
3: Yeah, Mox ain't doing stuff like that. Like... I was
0: going to say, Mox ain't even getting away with shit like that. Um, this is uh, it's just yeah, the emotion and everything. Like I'm I'm not even I'm not even mad that it's number six. I'm not even mad that it's not on either of your lists. It's just boss. And I'll tell you this as well: if you search Eddie Guerrero in the network, this match does not come up. So That's if, you, if mm-hmm. you say you go into uh, the search on the network and you put Eddie Guerrero versus JBL, this match does not come up. Like you have to go to Judgment Day and watch, not watch Judgment Day. You have to go
3: to Judgment Day. You have to type in your parental control pin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this this event was a TV It was, um, but yeah. So you've got to you've got to go to Judgment Day two thousand four to watch this match. You can search to get it over JBL. It won't show up like that. it was how...
3: one of the first, I think, non Mania ones that I remember getting like an eighteen certificate on DVD. Yeah, yeah. The Mania ones always ended up doing. I think like Mania Twenty ended up because it had they had that buddy, playboy evening gown pillow fight thing. It's like it's just porn. Yeah, (laughs) with (laughs) an eighteen.
0: Yeah, I remember this being one of one of the because I used to collect the DVDs as like years, and I seem to remember buying this. This was one of the events that I bought out of, um, like what's it called when you do stuff? I can't think what it's called, but I didn't have the other ones before or after. I just bought right. it because of this match out of sequence.
3: Oh, there you go. Um, will you face Undertaker on the cover? Fire yeah. either side, this is, yeah. Uh,
0: this is one of the matches, I just uh, one of the pay-per-views are bought on DVD because of this match. I did the same with um, with King of the Ring
1: with the Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. I didn't own any other. I don't
0: think they owned any other DVD. In fact, I might have bought that on tape actually. Um, and I didn't own any others from that year. I just bought it because of this match. Yeah. So I did the same with this. There was a few where I was like, yeah, I need to watch this. Usually brutal matches, I'll be honest with you. Um, but yeah, this. Um, yeah, I'm not even mad. No, yeah, all so good. It's the best. But um, some of these number one is number one. So, I also it's mine. Mm,
3: nah.
0: Probably not yours.
2: I'd
3: be miffed if it was Carlos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think you may have to be miffed at some point. Yeah, number five. Um,
0: is. Callum's number six, possibly Adam's number three. Um, The triple threat tag match yeah. from Survivor Series. Yeah. Is my number three. That's good. A um, bit, bit upset crazy. that you
3: sort of went, yeah, the tag match were all right. That triple threat
0: tag match <clears> were all right. Do you know what, right? We've talked about this before on the pod, and I didn't put any tag matches in it, and I should have like but I just honestly right I'm not this is the honest truth it was on my list and I didn't get round to watching it Mm. because I'd watched so many other matches I thought I can't put this in because I haven't watched it and I know that sounds dead stupid
3: no yeah I know what you mean
0: (laughs) I haven't watched it recently so I can't say oh it's better or worse than this Mm. Um. I'm, I'm I'm contemplating divorce at the minute, though, because for some reason, it's Edge and Ray Mysterio versus Kate
1: Angle with a C and Chris Benoit. <laughs> so there's no Ks. There's what? a C. I'm contemplating divorce. What? I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> what? Uh, so, yeah, you used to talk amongst yourself because this wasn't on my list. Tonight. Well, I
3: mean, you want to talk like peak smackdown. Smackdown 6. Like, you weren't getting any better than these. And, and like, not to besmirch Chavo Guerrero for a second, but I kept thinking the other day of, like, you know how sometimes before you lead into a match like this, you might do, like, two triple threats or something like that? And Mm -hmm. I was thinking, like, imagine an Eddie, Ray, Benoit, or even Angle triple threat. That would be amazing. But Mm -hmm. then the other side would then have to be a Chavo edge and then either Angle or Benoit, and that just doesn't fit, that just doesn't feel as nice, you know. Um, Chavo was a strange one, in that I remember when Rey Mysterio debuted, and Chavo Guerrero popped up, bearing in mind that I'd been watching WWE, for two years at that point, I didn't know who Chavo Guerrero was, I was like, oh he must be related to Eddie, it must be Eddie's brother, or something (laughs) like that, you know, not really knowing anything, but then, the combination of Edge and Ray, Ray being relatively new on the SmackDown roster, click, work, two great baby faces. Angle and Benoit being the odd, you know, are they, will they, won't they, are they, you know, how can they coexist? Um, but then Eddie and Chavo just clicking immediately, because obviously mm-hmm. family, you know, all the work that they did together in WCW, had a couple of years where they didn't really work together but then this just worked and this just fit. And I think the one surprising thing to me about this match when I watched it back is I forgot Angle and Benoit were the first team to get eliminated.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I just assumed that surely it would come down to Angle, Benoit yeah. and Las Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. yeah. And it just, it baffled me completely. I thought, oh my God, because they were the champions going in as well. No, they weren't. Edge and mm-hmm. Ray were.
1: Yeah. Edge and Ray were.
3: Yeah, because they did that thing where Angle and Benoit won the non-mercy match, but then they dropped to Edge and Ray, and yeah, yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
3: but it was great. It was great.
2: I think I like it. I was like a, a match of two halves. So Los Guerrero sort of stand out on the side, whilst Angle, Benoit, Ray, and Edge sort of have a standard tag match, mm-hmm. and then obviously Angle and Benoit get eliminated, and Los Guerreros can sort of, you know, attack attack the weaker the weaker team. So they just stayed out of it for the first five, 10 minutes. And then it was like, well, we're the heels. So we're just going to take the advantage. Because I think, I'm going to in the angle and Benoit. They, they either attacked each other or they attacked Edge and Ray after they got eliminated. They got, the, uh,
3: the they started attacking Edge and Ray, I think, after they got eliminated. But they had this whole thing where I think, you know, what, like happens in a tag match where the other opponents bump you into each other. yeah, And then you're like, you hit me. And it's like, no, it weren't me, it were him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that happened yeah. and then they kicked off, and then yeah, it that led to the downfall. Damn it! But yeah,
0: it was a great match. Great match. And I'm a bit sad that I haven't watched it. What a time I said, to be alive!
2: Might have to go back and watch it. You. It did feel like Chava was like this young and up and coming footballer that was lucky to play in a team that had Cristiano Ronaldo, Figo, Roberto Carlos, Iker Casillas, and and the other Ronaldo in. Like He's just oh, out I of ended
0: up here. Yeah, he's happy to be there. Do you know what? Yeah. That when Ray won the world title. I always thought, surely that's Chavo's. Surely that's Chavo's. And now I could never, ever think of Chavo winning the Rumble and winning the what, World. So
3: like, you think that when Ray did it, it should have been Chavo?
0: Yeah. Okay. I remember at the time being like, I
3: mean, I get it. But... There's a bigger challenge over to come the taking the person who was Kerwin White a week before Eddie's death <laughs> to then him winning the Rumble two
0: months later okay. <laughs> my god how the f- yeah I don't even want to think about how he came up with that can you imagine abortion <laughs> Christ. Um, anyway number four um, my number eight Callum's number three not on Adam's list um, it might be on your list. You've looked a bit shocked. Uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know what it is. Versus uh, no DQ match at Smackdown,
3: it is on my list. It's my number five,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, that's what that's not making sense. That's why we're missing a number. There you go, right? Okay, that's all good then. It's all good. It's all good. Sweet. I think we've worked it out right. Anyway, go on. Yeah, we'll you do Yeah.
3: It's that one match that you just remember, don't you? But you remember a ladder in it and you think it was a ladder match, but what was it a ladder match for? And then it's actually mm-hmm. not a ladder match because it's an ODQ match and they just got a ladder out.
0: Is this the match where
3: Edge smashed his neck in? I don't like think so.
1: Time.
3: No. I remember watching it and thinking like, oh, is this... Oh, actually...
0: because do...
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: He's like, I was in a match and I got, I was lying on a ladder. I got it, and then I was like... Oh, that's oh, not It's
3: around about the right time.
0: That's what so I to, yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah, like, was, I remember, well, I don't remember because I watched it, but he was sandwiched between two, two ladders, weren't
1: he?
0: Mm-hmm. He did, like, uh, like a flip over the, over the ring, over the ropes to it. Yeah. And I just always remember him saying, like, in his DVD, like, yeah, I was lying on a ladder
1: mm-hmm.
0: and got it. And I just felt oh, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And that was like kind of the start of it. Um, uh, where he needed his neck sort, and, and they were kind of like that. Was the moment where it's like, right, you don't borrow time now, like yeah. something's gonna happen.
3: You were talking like, like literally four months later that he had to go.
0: Yeah, that's it. So, but yeah, that's what that's what I thought, but maybe I'm wrong.
3: Um, yeah, because I, I want to watch this one back. You know what surprises me the most? There's a boring chant. Is he? Yeah. Like, how, like, at the first half of the match, when it's just, it just feels like a match. Yeah. Because it's been, oh, they're going to have a no disqualification match. They're going to do this. They're going to do this. They're going to do this. And because it started as a, just a normal match, there's a boring chant that breaks out. And then at that point, I just think they must have had to call an audible. And it's like, just get the weapons now. Because after that, that, that point, it's like, Eddie's got a ladder. They've done this with the table. They've done this yeah, with the yeah. chair. Like, because some bloodthirsty fan, probably you in the crowd, is going boring. Don't like it. Yeah, but it's great. It's a great match. It's one that just it pops up all the time. doesn't it on like Edge already yeah. highlight packages or anything <clears throat> like that. You know, or even SmackDown highlight packages.
0: The fact that it was on a SmackDown as well. This is what I've noticed about this is that not a lot of these matches, but a fair few of these matches I haven't been on pay per views.
3: Half of my list are non pay per view.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, that's impressive, that. Yeah. That you put out some of your best work on a SmackDown.
3: Yeah. Why not?
0: Um, but, yeah, I... Yeah, I love this match. Uh, like, it's one of them matches... that I didn't know got a ball on chance, but it's one of them matches that, like... um I remember when it's I was... either
3: in- that or there is someone going, Boo
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I watched all of 2002, didn't I? Um, and I remember when I went back and watched it, and the smackdown that this happened, I remember being excited to watch this match again. Yeah. Never really out. You kind of, like, when you watched the way back when, like, I was watching, like, 15 years later, you remember bits and you remember, like, moments, but you don't really remember the ins and outs of matches, Mm. realistically.
3: Did the the build-up live up to it? Because I know that when you watch something in isolation, you lose that build-up, don't you? But...
0: Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of um, kind of Edge got a little bit like lost in the mix. But I think in 2002, he was kind of like, wow, and this really helped. Yeah. And it kind of like cemented it. This was sort of like, I felt anyway, like this cemented them as like one of the six. Like, yeah. Because it wasn't, I don't think from what I remember, I don't think it was really a big like it wasn't like a a thing that was mentioned realistically at the time. It was only like afterwards, and then obviously you know, Edge just got this. He's like the guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from what I remember, the um, I feel like it's one of them where it's weird because these certain people, like Edge, is probably one of them, and Eddie's probably one of them as well. Where Whatever you do, you're excited by. Yeah. Like much of anything that like I was even there was points when I was doing this list when I was like, I feel like I need to put something to do with Channel in this list. Like, mm. because but that was more moments rather than matches. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So when you think about it, it's like, oh, that's like that's Latino Heat, that's where mm. yeah. You're
3: not fight. going to pick the Dio Brown or
0: Valvinas match before yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. the memorable moment. Yeah. No, it's not. But when you think of Eddie's career, that's such a huge part of it. Do you know what I mean? I'm losing his mind. Mm. Nobody mentioning mention that. Like, fuming about it, but I can't get past security and stuff. Like, all that stuff is like, that's Eddie to me. But then,
1: mm.
0: as you say, as matches go, he was probably doing... You would look at it like he's doing more character work than doing... Like pulling off these insane matches, hmm. do you know I mean? which, you know what I mean. It's, yeah. like So good, but yeah, this from what I remember, the build, um, was like was pretty good, but all of SmackDown in two thousand two
2: was like really good. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: He was. That's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It's it's you obviously got the SmackDown six. But then you've also got guys like Brock on the show. You've got Undertaker. You've got Big Show. Like yeah. you've got nine, ten names there that could all legitimately be world champion or be. Uh, I don't think what was the U.S. U.S. Yes. was
3: this was pre-U.S.
2: pre-U.S. But it's
3: but again it was that sort of period where you had a, you had a main title. But I mean, let's not forget the workhorses of the cruiserweight division because you still yeah. had like Kidman and Tajiri Kidman. around at that time. Yeah. Noble, you know, yeah. Um, and it was definitely, I would say, Calum, is definitely the reason why they brought in the US title. Yes. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I think it's one of them where SmackDown in 2002 was head and shoulders above Raw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Raw wasn't a bad show. But... I mean, Raw in
3: 2002, Katie Vick.
0: Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't It wasn't bad. I mean, it was bad. But it wasn't a bad show where you're like, oh, it's just boring. But, SmackDown was ju- SmackDown was a wrestling show.
3: Raw was making weird booking decisions because that was the point where RVD was on fire, but yeah, they didn't <laughs> put a world title on him. Yeah, weird. You know? and it was like we're just going to do Triple H and then we're going to do Michaels because Michaels has just come back. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it was. I I would, if I was going to go back to watch a year that I haven't already watched, it would be two thousand two. Mm. Because it was just a fun time.
3: And weirdly, I think that sort of latter part of the year, sort of SummerSlam
0: onwards. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah.
3: Mm.
0: To be honest, actually, I might have liked SmackDown so much because Steph was GM, so she was there every week. That might have had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Stephanie, coughs> um number three. My number two. Uh Adam's number four, I hope. And yeah. uh Callum's number seven. Yeah, that's right. Um, Kers Angle.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: What a match. What Even a match. more excited about the fact that it's possibly going to be one of the matches that's on this uh 40 years WrestleMania mode on yeah. 2K24. Mm-hmm. Because we know that Angle's in there. We know that Eddie's yeah. in there. So finally, let me play through this match, please.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> am, I haven't played a 2K for ages, but this 40 years of WrestleMania thing has definitely got me thinking. Like, I'll be honest, um, that's, that's, me 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 me, thing's broke. Oh my god, well, we can still see you. Because... which it again.
3: It's again.
0: My <laughs> uh, <sorry, sorry. laughs> me um, Excel it didn't know where. Oh, um, yeah. Go on, sorry, but so, yeah,
3: yeah. Th- this was a great match. Like, I I've recently done. Um, Eddie's Reign, I started watching it from the Lesnar match at No Way Out through mm-hmm. to Great American Bash. Um, it took me a while to get around to Great American Bash because it was like I just couldn't bring myself to do it and watch the end of it. Um, yeah. but I maintain that, like as short of a reign that it was, Eddie's Reign he defended it like pretty much every week, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the angle feud that happened ended up coming out of angle had a bit of a part in the Eddie Chavo split. Um and uh, Angle was very much aligned with Eddie and mm. there was a match on the SmackDown after no way out where it was your two new champions, Eddie and Chavo Guerrero, Cruzway and WWE are going to face each mm. other, Angle's gonna be special guest referee, and it ended up being that it was a turn at that point. Yeah. Um and it was it was the sort of leading of Angle feeling like his spot had been taken and Eddie having to prove himself and if you realistically on the roster at that time, Angle was the perfect person for this match for Eddie because he was mm-hmm. a big enough name, he was a fantastic performer as it was, and realistically you weren't going to throw him in there with a big show at this point. You know, you weren't going to throw him in, in there with like obviously Undertaker was just coming back at that point. Lesnar was doing the Goldberg stuff, so really. There were there were there were a number of different people that we were just sort of like well where does he go where does he go and the the, the angle heel turn worked um mm-hmm. and the little slip of the boot at the end was yeah. just a great so little good. touch
0: yeah so good like even and i think i think as well the fact that like he sold it so well as like even he was like a bit shocked like it was like oh, <laughs> Oh, right, okay, okay, like yeah, yeah, I meant to do that the whole time, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, like it was one of them where I think, yeah, and I think that became such an iconic thing,
1: mm. that,
0: um, the, like taking the boots off, isn't that like the Eddie thing? If you think yeah, it like, um, mm-hmm. like going back a bit, but with the, uh, I think it was, yeah, the Benoit match when um, he hit him and he was like pushing the ref, but he was lying down. Like all them little bits like he was like couldn't couldn't get the ref to wake up. Yeah. But like every time he nudged at me like that like, <laughs> like little things, just like that's Eddie in it. Like yeah. Um mm. but yeah, I think that the boot thing is one of them things that like will live on as a moment. Yeah. Because there's but, there's yeah. a lot of
3: times in there where people get annoyed if a match ends in a row, but yeah. Mm. This works.
1: Yeah. It
2: one. it was something that like looks so simple and yet the execution of it was perfect and you know, if you even if you hadn't like watched the match for a few years, like you you remember that moment and you know, you always think about WrestleMania and WrestleMania moments, and that is another one of those WrestleMania moments. Um and like you talk about how like it led to this match. I for some daft reason decided to watch the 15 man Royal Rumble in where Eddie won to finish. I don't Rumble mind that, you at,
3: know. At, Probably because Eddie and, wins, but I don't
2: mind. Yeah, at no way out because I was like thinking, well, I sort of think I know how Eddie gets his match at no way out. Because Benoit picks Triple H, and then that leads into a triple threat. So, did, h- how did Eddie actually get that shot? And then you get this similar in a way to a Taker Michaels or a Rhodes Gunter final two in this SmackDown Royal Rumble between Angle and Eddie, and the, the way that you know that they wrestled because as you said, Adam, they were sort of that they, they were sort of aligned because Angle was like his protect, not like his protector, but he was you know o- o- you know. Looking out for Eddie mm-hmm. around this time, and then you get them, you know, having th- this final finish to a rumble match, and you think, hopefully, like that is the moment when, like, you realize, oh yeah, yeah, they're going to have a match at Mania because, you know, as we've said already, like Angle and Eddie just gelled so perfectly.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's one of them where, like, you can't as as I say when we were making this list, these certain matches that you can't leave off, and this was one of the mm-hmm. ones that I was right, okay. Well. This needs to be. This needs to be on there. That needs to be on there. Do you know what I mean? And mm. this one of them that was like definitely up there. Yeah. Um. All the pieces worked as well in the angle.
3: It didn't just end up being Angle turns heel on Eddie and then just gets put in a match. Angle won a triple threat against Cena and Big Show No Way Out to become number one contender. So like even then putting that in, it didn't feel like it was a forced mm. thing.
0: It was a natural thing that happened, but then it fit fit massively. Mm. Was a yeah, it was a good match. Like yeah. even even watching it again this week, you kind of it's one of them where it doesn't disappoint. It's not like you've got you've had you you're watching a match and you think, remember this being better. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not that's not what's happening. Like it is good. Uh right. So we've got someone else's number one here. One on one and two. So uh my number four. Adam's number two, and Callum's number one. Uh, That's right. Brock Lesnar, no way out, 2004, which I kind of think it's fair to say we can guess what number one is. But yeah, let's talk about the Lesnar match, because this yeah. is obviously the one where he wins the big one.
2: Um. So, yeah. Number one, Callum. It was it was between this match and another match, which I'm assuming is going to be number one. So we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, but th- th- this was just you know Eddie's ultimate moment, the the, the crowning achievement of of a, of a career that that led to this night. And you, you think about the the reaction that, that the the win got, and you know Goldberg running into Spear, Lesnar, Eddie, then hitting the frog splash. Um, I would compare it to recent years, like a, a Rain Zane or a punk Lesnar or a Brian Lesnar, where you've got the, the underdog, which obviously in this scenario is Eddie against someone that nine times out of 10, you don't think you'll be able to beat in Lesnar. And obviously the way it started is very similar to a Lesnar Brian, where Lesnar takes control and, you know, they they write Eddie off within the first few minutes. And then Eddie gets into it sort of halfway through and obviously towards the end, and then you get the setup for Goldberg Leicester and then the moment of Eddie winning. And, yeah, I think the, the reason why I've probably put this at one is because Eddie wins the match. And, yeah, th- that's what's always going to be remembered. Obviously, the, the match that's going to finish number one, perhaps from an in-ring perspective, is the better match. But the overall moment and the... Sort of elation that that you get out of Eddie winning exceeds a, a probably a better match for me.
3: Yeah, it's at the moment itself. This has been the only time, really, like coffee mania came close, where mm. I was so invested in whether or not someone was going to win a title or not. And yes. you know, it was. I remember staying up for it. Um, I remember me and my mate like hugging in the front room when Eddie won. Um, and it was it's, it was that match that a couple of times I've sort of gone back to and thought, is the match really as good as I think it is? Or is it just the moment that then gets overshadowed and all that kind of stuff? But it's a really good match. It's a really yeah. good big man, little man match. Um, and everything that they do fits. It's the psychology of it all. You know that Eddie's going to get overpowered at certain points. It's how he gets yeah. around that. Um like Taz makes a call when Eddie does this on DDT onto the title. He's like, Eddie cheated, Eddie mm-hmm. cheated. And it's like, we don't care. We expect yeah. Yeah. it from Eddie, you know. It is what it is. Um, And like for whatever reason, like the Cow Palace in San Francisco being always remaining in my head of like, mm-hmm. that's a really important place, you know. And this whole event, like it's one of the few that I still have a DVD copy of like just because it's eddie you know he said his thing. i mean the poster helps that it's him on the front of it you know but (laughs) um it's it's great and it was such a payoff and it was such a fantastic way that they did it and even the sort of mini feud that happened between eddie and lesnar like it didn't feel rushed like obviously Mm. eddie won the rumble the 15-man rumble on smackdown um so that was naturally where the progression was going to go but Lesnar fitting into that sort of I'm going to take the piss out of Mexicans. Um, yeah, <laughs> writing, yeah. his, uh, I his,
0: think he got sorry. more like more strangely more like character work from from Brock. Like
3: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Brock, like that you probably didn't see all that much before. Yeah. So I like that. Like the it was, it was one of them. Ma- it's one of them matches as you say where it's like is it the moment or is it the match and. There's no point in the match where you're like, "This isn't working." Like yeah. this, this is everything about it, and everything about it. And Eddie's not small either, like no. It just makes Brock look even bigger mm. than he normally would, I suppose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the way he's overpowering this, or Eddie, pretty pretty big dude. Mm. Um, but yeah, when he wins, just oh yeah, it's uh, that's it's a good win. It's a good time.
1: Mm. Uh, that but, huge
3: yeah. Eddie sign in the crowd, just the letters, you know, yeah. and then when he goes mm-hmm. and grabs the
0: Mexican flag, and yeah, yeah.
3: it's
0: great. It um Number one, obviously. Uh, I think we all know where where we're falling, here. Yeah? So my number three, Adam's number one, Callum's number two. We've got Eddie versus Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc, a 1997, Title versus mask. Do you know what I do you know what's interesting, right? About this match? Which I never really realized, but it's not a long match. No,
1: 59. not
0: really. It's like it's like 14 minutes or something. It's not even that. <laughs> Places fall down and, <laughs> down and, down and down. um yeah, it's like it's not a long match at all. But uh oh, the stuff they do. Even you've got comedy like well never seen that before well never seen that before like mm-hmm. it's bad and then you've got Dusty Rhodes on comedy as well like which is always a pleasure to listen to like yeah it's so good so so good um you're your number
3: one yeah yeah it's just I was I was putting uh the, the three disco down to see if it was included in that it wasn't included in that one because it was in the first one uh, right. And this is where I remember seeing it for the first time. In that, like, with all of these DVDs, like, I don't know if you're the same as me, but like, you'd get one like this, and it'd be like, Right, what are the matches that I'm going to watch? And I'd look at it and I'd go, Well, I've never seen AWA before, and I've never seen WCW or ECW, so I'm probably not going to watch them. Oh, the <laughs> WE matches, so I'll watch them one. <laughs> I remember going back and just sort of going, I was
0: doing my rad i oh, really?
3: like... No, I was like, I'm falling into a safety net here. Oh no, no, I was, <laughs> like, and like, I was them like bad was boys.
0: Like, uh, I was like oh WCW. Oh, what's that? Uh, but it's yeah.
3: got um, on that on that one, they don't they don't obviously they don't do the DVDs anymore, but they stopped doing this specific thing. There's an alternate commentary with Eddie and Ray talking over it. Wow. Which is fantastic, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um And I watched it a couple of times with that on, and then obviously without it. Um And it was just one of them where it's like I didn't watch I didn't watch WCW. Um, I've I've watched stuff through like the rise and fall of WCW documentary and all that kind of stuff. What's just happened there?
2: A like button's come up on the on what did the I do thing. Then um, <laughs> <Mm-mm>.
3: <laughs> bizarre. Uh, if you like
2: this video, um, head over to SLTD Wrestling to look at the predictions, sleep results. Of the Royal Rumble, yeah, there you go. Yeah,
3: oh, it's spinning round, right? There it is. There you, go. There you hey. go. Weird, anyway.
0: Um, now you're waiting in line because I'm wanna... waiting
3: in line. Yeah, that's what that
0: means. Waiting in line. Oh, I oh,
3: apologize I'm, to the uh. So, I apologise yeah. to the audio listeners who haven't got a clue what's going on, but stuff's just yeah. appeared on the screen because I made a hand movement. Um, oh, I
0: YouTube know what was on. Yeah,
3: there you go. But that um, the moon salt, DDT. Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. And I'm, again, because we got a Ray showcase in the last game, that move is now in the game. So it's like, right, oh, is it? Yeah, I'm having that move. Yeah, I've got to do that move. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's great. It's great. It's a, it's an absolutely fantastic match. It showcases the best of both of them. And you're talking about a Rey Mysterio who even like he's still going now and this match mm. is close to 30 years old, you know. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's mental.
0: Obviously like the iconic purple suit that he's wearing.
3: Yeah. Was
0: mm. he always like fully covered?
3: I don't know if he always was fully covered. It was one of those sort of things of like a special match he'll do a, he'll do a thing for, okay. you know. Um, I think the more and more tattoos he got, he definitely didn't become fully covered for all of it. Yeah. But it, I, I'm sure it, this, again, harkens back to all the stuff that we go for Rey Mysterio. It links to the film The Phantom that came out with Billy Zane. That's
0: what I was just about to say. Yeah. Is that where it is, like a film thing?
3: I'm assuming so, yeah. yeah. If not, yeah. it's definitely very close.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought that I was, was going to say because obviously it's like what you say in a special thing. He does kind of pull off the like, he's done a few, yeah, things, films, comic books, um, yeah, yeah. So I did, um, I did wonder because I don't remember um, any other time wearing like a full get up, unless it was like he was getting his mask took off, so he was like, nah, it's all one,
1: so yeah. it's
0: going to be harder for you to take yeah, it, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. A cane in a first blood match when he's like completely covered. was <laughs> like, are are I was supposed, supposed to, to tell his winning." <laughs> um, but yeah, I this, yeah, it was, it lived up to the hype. And I'll be honest, I hadn't seen this match
1: mm.
0: um, until recently. I remember, yeah, when I started doing this. I was like, I've never seen that match, so it's only in the last few years that I've watched it. Mm. so good, like, so oh good, so oh good. So so good.
2: Um Carl, what would you like to add? You have you have matches when you're in perhaps a bit of a bad mood or you need to be cheered up. And Eddie versus Ray from Halloween Havoc is one of those matches that I can just go to. It doesn't matter how many times I've watched it. If I need to be cheered up, I go to this match. And yeah, you, know, you talk you talk about the the moonsault DDT. I think about the the, the sort of the on that Ray hits, almost like over like the turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah, And it's it's another one of those matches, and we we've said this so many times already. Just put it in twenty twenty
1: four.
2: It doesn't look out of place at all. And I know I know Eddie sort of has, has already been broken broken into the the world of American wrestling by now, but this was probably this was like Ray's first big feud and big exposure to to the American side. I mean. What was he? Nineteen
1: twenty.
3: 20? It, oh, can't off. have been that. It can't have been that old. Can it, he? You
2: know, like like either twenty one or twenty two, perhaps. Um, I think he's about 47, 48 now. I'm I'm probably way off there. I'm not very good with ages. Well, he's, he's
3: forty nine now. He was born in seventy four, so he would be twenty. He would have been twenty two at the time because he's 23 since... Yeah,
2: which is just nuts to think that someone of that age could have that level of match that is still remembered to this day. Yeah. And you you just saw, you know, two wrestlers who then went on to further greatness and whether that be greatness together or greatness as individuals, those two along with Angle and Benoit were already soulmates. And, you know, were sort of, you think about modern day wrestlers and who are some of like let's say Rollins' soulmates or Owens' and Zane's soulmates, you probably won't get the same level of of wrestlers come along again like you did around the the, the late 90s. And with with Eddie and so many other names that we're still reminiscing about now, like you talking about the fact that it's the 20th anniversary of the No Way Out win. And I can't imagine there's going to be many matches from 2024 that we're going to still be talking about in twenty years' time. So that just shows the the, the legacy that Eddie still has in the wrestling world, yeah, you know, f- through his son Dominic Mysterio. The best of all of the Mysterios, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Whatever. Um, there's our that's our list. What do you think? What do you think of it?
3: It's a good list. It's a good list. Can't argue with it. It is a solid list. Mm-hmm. Alum's done me proud by doing as many deep dives as he did.
0: I mean I'm telling okay. you like Jesus. Um if if we was to do this again, which you hope we do because it was it was a fun time, um I'm assuming me or Callum have got to pick a superstar. Yeah. Yeah. So um Callum off the top of your head, if you was to pick next, who would it be?
2: Um probably either Rollins or Punk. Probably Rollins. Nice. Rolls. I had to do Rolls. Rollins. would be good. Um
0: I would do
2: Can you get ten good Billy Gun matches?
0: Uh, yeah. Every every one of them is ten.
2: <laughs> Are
0: you messing? The hell? Wow. I could have ten good Billy Gun matches when he was in in um a... smoking guns. In the smoking <laughs> I could have ten when he was an alcohol. Ten when he was scissoring people. Like ten when he was the one. Ten Mr. 10 for every one of them. Yeah. Ten for every single one of them. Um I would I don't know. Right. Here's the thing. These two that I've got in mind. So one of them would obviously be to bleach. Mm-hmm. But then there's part of me that wants to say Care's angle to me Callum go and watch on TNA. <laughs>
1: because
0: <laughs> uh, I'm, like, hell-bent on Callum watching TNA. So I'd probably say Kurt Angle, just because why wouldn't you with them with being in TNA? But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think we get many people listening to 10 best matches at Civil H just yet. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bit... Give it a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not... That's not certain. people are going to Well, right. the other
3: one that I have put in the calendar purely because it's an anniversary one we're not going to do this until August is a Randy Orton one because oh. that will be 20 years since he won the world title
0: Right Well, actually, mm. we should do Sting because he's retired
3: I mean, that's a deep deep dive for me I don't think I've seen that many
0: Sting matches There you go, there you go. Well, that's the next one So before, oh, Christ, before sure It's
3: half term coming up, isn't it?
0: Before uh-huh. March, we need to go back and watch Sting. Before March? I is, like, is like next week. Yeah, no, it's, like, not March it's in, like, the first. I'm just saying. He's retiring in March. You can't say,
3: I don't mean March the first when you've said before March.
0: <laughs> you do mean March the first. At some point in March, right? <laughs> that's the next one, Sting, because it's an anniversary. Rikey. Right. Because he's, he's retiring. Have you seen the new Sting t-shirt?
3: The one that's like half crow, half surfer,
0: yeah. yeah. I, want, I, want oh. I want it. Um, there you go. There's our list of um Eddie Guerrero matches, our top 10, which ended up being more than 10 as always. Um, I am gonna do something that he's either really gonna like or really gonna dislike, but I'm gonna let um Adam you can close the show because Eddie is your guy, okay? So as we're doing this because it's 20 years since he's won um, give me your thoughts man. give me your uh, well any... I very
3: much I appreciate you both doing the work and doing it I very much appreciate it. Me. coming Did on I and talking out. about Eddie you know yeah. um, like, obviously it's out. a difficult one in that like when you, when your favourite wrestler has been gone for like 18 years is not naturally going to come up in a lot of current conversations and all that kind of stuff. So it's good to always go back and and, and have a look at stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to doing more of these. I think we do stuff best when we do our ranks and we do our lists and stuff. And we can have a bit of an argument about where people have put certain things and have a disagreement and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I'm glad that we got to Eddie. I'm glad that we we managed to do it. And uh, if you've not...
0: My number one was not on either of your list. So that's like, yeah. just yeah. <laughs> next time you're kicking off at me.
3: I'll remember game. that. I'll remember that. If you've not seen it, go back and watch um Eddie versus Lesnar where he wins the title um this week as it falls on the 20th anniversary. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah. I think our top I would say our top five are five very, very solid matches. Mm-hmm. Like very solid matches that if you um if you're going to go back and watch an Eddie match, any one of them, you'd be like, wow. Um, before we do wrap this up, where do you think... What do you think he'd be doing now? Do you think he'd still be wrestling? Do you think he'd still be... Well, I don't think he'd still be wrestling. So. I
3: think he'd be a trainer you NXT. Think? Yeah.
0: That'd be good.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know? Either that or in AEW, being a trainer... Um, I mean, you'd be great on commentary. You'd be, you'd be mm. an incredible authority figure. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. S- special good... guest ref Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Dominic Mysterio. Special guest referee Eddie. Yeah. I mean, I
0: it's mad, right? And i like I loved everyone knows I loved Dominic Mysterio. Like, I, um, yeah, he's the best. But it's mad how much he looks like Eddie. Like, it's mad how, like, back in the day with his mullet and his little bit of, like, grizzle on his face. Yeah. Like, he probably looks like Eddie. It's like, wow, he's really tiny, yeah? here. Jesus. But, yeah.
3: Um, Who was uh, the one that got away? Who was the one opponent that we didn't see that we should have seen? Freddie. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. It's got to be Shawn. Is that the only one, do you think?
0: I don't know. I think the, I him and The Rock could have done more. Even
3: The Rock could have definitely done well. Sean is the obvious one, I think. Mm-hmm. But then, that, like, th- there's probably going to be a random independent match somewhere, but him and AJ, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Him and AJ would be good. Has he be No, he hasn't been. I don't, I don't know because he must have been. Well, 2002, when he was like on the Indies and that, mm-hmm. doing his thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe. It,
0: AJ. But then 2002, AJ is not a patch on. Right? Yeah, yeah. Not no. Maybe we should do an AJ one. Him and um, Reigns would be a good match. Him and Reigns would be a good match.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Such as such a little match on. I mean, so. There you go. Um, as always, stay safe, stay entertained, and uh, watch the wrestling you want to watch. Uh, unless you're a bit short of wanting to watch wrestling and not knowing what to do. And then uh, watch all 10 of these matches um yeah but i would say i would say the top three you're not gonna you're not gonna go wrong with if you want to watch three matches but um and we'll catch you next time